Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast about Chinese booming horse market. I'm your host Zoe King, founder and CEO of Wonder Horse from Shanghai, discovering the wonder of horse world. Hello, everyone. This is Jasmine. I work for a healthcare company in Shanghai. Personally, I'm a horse lover, and I'm curious about everything about horse. So I'm happy to co-host this first episode of China Horse Business with Zoe. Zoe has been working with China for nine years. Her team has got involved in the development of China horse industry. So Zoe, what are we going to talk about in this podcast? Hi, Jasmine. Thank you for co-hosting this podcast with me. In this weekly podcast, we are going to bring the latest information and market insights on Chinese horse industry to our listeners. In every episode, we are going to cover four sections: China Club, China Event, China Q and A, and China Story. All information one should know about China if they work in horse industry or they are just curious about it, as you are. Okay, it sounds a lot of topic we could talk about. Let's settle up. All right, let's go. So Zoe, I know that there are many horse clubs emerged in China. What is the hottest one at the moment? Well, Jasmine, I must say it will be the Changjing Equestrian Club in Shanghai. They played an important role in helping Shanghai team to win seven gold medals in the second National Youth Games in August. You may notice that I interviewed Alex Zhu, a young rider from Shanghai team, in my previous episode. She talked about the strong influence and support from her father. And her father, Mr. Zhu Mengzhen, even set up an equestrian club for her to get better training. That's a little bit backstage story of Changjing Equestrian Club. Founded in 2009, the club is located in Jiading District, one hour and a half driving from Shanghai city center. It's true that it's a little bit far away. However, they have big space and very good facilities, which are quite unique in Shanghai. There are sixteen three horses and fourteen coach in this club. According to their general manager, they have one thousand members. But what it is really interesting for me is the average age of their members, which is sixteen. This is much higher than other clubs in Shanghai. This may justify their relatively expensive training fees. The annual membership is eight hundred eighty euros, and a one-on-one training class costs from one hundred thirty to two hundred sixty euros. So Zoe, September is a very busy season for horse events in China. Any must-go event that you can recommend? For sure, so many things are happening in September. I suggest to have a look at the three-day events in Yulong Racing Club. On September five, there will be the annual meeting of Chinese Horse Owners Association. The current president of the association is the owner of Yulong Racing Club, the famous Mr. Zhang Yuesheng. On the following day, September six, Yulong will organize its autumn sale. The turnover of last year's auction reached 2.5 million euros out of 178 listing horses. But the peak moment will be on September 7. At least five races will be on the track, among which the President's Cup is engaging 2 million RMB prize money. 
that's 216,000 euros, making it the richest horse race in China. Sounds like a big festival in Yulong. Pretty much. Everyone in racing will be there. You don't want to miss it. In every episode, then we will have a China Q&A session. Zoe are going to answer one specific question from our listeners. Today we got a question from James. He lives in United Kingdom. So here's the question. Hi there, congratulations on launching your podcast. It's a fabulous idea. I would like to know if the polo game popular in any China club. Thank you, James, for the question. England is for sure a nation of polo. Well, Chinese believe polo came from the dynasty Han back to 2,000 years. Chinese Equestrian Association recently launched its polo committee to reinvent polo in China. Ten Chinese polo clubs took part in this committee. So as far as we can tell, there are at least 10 clubs today focusing on polo in China. Personally, I was invited several times to the British Polo Day in Beijing Town Polo Club. I was very impressed by the level of Chinese riders as well as the quality of horses and facilities. We can definitely talk more about clubs, riders, owners, and most importantly, new chain of polo in China in another episode. So please subscribe to our podcast and make sure you don't miss any information. Okay, Zoe, how can our listeners leave their questions to you? It's very simple. You can leave your specific question in the comment section of our show on Apple Podcasts or YouTube. We will read your question in the show and answer it. So Zoe, who's our honorable guest for this first episode? For the China story of this episode, I had a great interview with David Chester, sales manager of Magic Millions. I have met David many times in different race courses in China. He is everywhere and everyone knows David. Let's listen to his inspiring China story. Hello, David. You are the sales director at Magic Millions. Most of us know Magic Millions is a leading uh, celebrated auction house in Australia. But what interesting us today is talking about the Magic Millions and your China story. So when the Magic Millions began to enter the mainland China market and why? Well, I first went to China with the government uh, group on a, on a trip. Uh, that was uh, 2003. I visited Wuhan and um, uh, Wuhan Jockey Club, uh, met with Jackie Wulu. Uh, we also went to the Beijing Jockey Club, then racing horse. Then they had about, I think, about 800 breeding mares or racing about two or 300 race horses. Um, the reason we entered the, the China, Chinese market is that China has a tradition with horses. Chinese uh, had a lot of interest in, uh, in horse racing going back many, many years. And now I, I visit China probably four or five times every year. Wow. You know, I've, yes. I've made now a lot of friends in China mm-hmm. uh, and uh, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy going to China. And, uh, um, you know, it's a very important country as far as we're concerned. Um, you know, I think one day China will be one of the biggest breeding and racing countries in the world. 
Do you have a China team based in China? How, I mean, how you structure your China team for those Chinese buyer or clients? Well, fortunately, um, we've uh, engaged uh, a lady up there called uh, Amy Fung, mm-hmm. and Amy now is the she is the secretary of the China Racehorse Association. She's in a very strong position. Unfortunately, Zoe, I can't speak Chinese, so I need someone to help. Amy's done a wonderful job. It's very popular up there with um, with uh, with mm-hmm. the mainland Chinese horse owners. So she's very knowledgeable, and um, and more importantly, very well respected by horse owners of China. Looks like to me that you have a very good uh, investors in China and working with you. Exactly right. We were very very lucky to. Uh, to engage someone um, of, of Amy's uh, skill and ability because, you know, in, in our business, it's all about personal contact and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And, and I, Amy's very, very good, um, very good, and as I say, very popular with, with the owners up there. Anything else that you did to introduce Magic Millions to Chinese horse owners? Well, well certainly... Um, we, we sponsored, I think we were the first auction house in the world to sponsor races in China. We, we, um, we sponsored um, a race way back in 2003 on my first visit. Our sponsorship now in China, Zoe, the biggest sponsorship of any, uh, any country in the world, except, except Australia, was more in China than, than anywhere else. So that's how important we see the Chinese market. That's we do it because we can see that China will be one day one of the great racing countries. And the other thing is, Zoe, it's very important for the buyers up there to trust you. To the more the more you can meet them and have dinner with them, and the more you um, you socialise with them, the more they come to like you and trust you. If they trust that you are looking after them, being honest and uh, selling them the best horses, I think that's important. But if we sell good horses to China, they'll come back and buy more. Interesting. On the other side, when the Chinese horse owners coming to Australia, coming to uh, Magic Million sales, do you figure that they have different needs from the buyers from other countries? No, I don't. they've got no different needs. They're like everyone else. They come here to get uh, a good racehorse, uh, they come here to buy racehorses at, at, at value prices. They don't like paying too much because, you know, the, the prize money in China is not as high as it is in some of the, some other places. So mm-hmm. also, that's important, the fact that we do sell good horses. That, that's number one. And mm-hmm. we sell horses at, at, at that value prices. That's the most important thing. But other things influence them and what we do when, when they arrive at the airport in Brisbane, we, we've got a, a car to pick them up, we, we meet them at the airport, we, we take them to the hotel, we look after them at the hotel, we look after them when they come to the sale, we help them look at horses, uh, we give them our experience and advice on, on which horses we believe to their racing, organise to have their horses shipped to China. And the other wonderful thing is a wonderful holiday city in Australia which is very popular with, with Chinese tourists. That, that's a big factor in, in, in buyers coming in. 
Okay, I see. You are saying that Chinese horse owners, buyers, they come to see you with clear mind on what they are looking for uh, in terms of uh, buying horses. Definitely. Um, when Chinese buyers first came here, you know, they weren't just sure what they were looking for. Now they, they know exactly what they're looking for. They know how much they want to pay. They're buying some very good horses, very well bred horses. Great. So you talk about having dinner a lot with them. So can you tell us a little bit more how to have dinner with Chinese well-doing business with them? Is it important in China? I enjoy the, the comradeship of, of having dinner with people. And, and when they come out here, we have dinner and um, very nice Australian wines, Australian food, and they always tell me that our Chinese food's not as good as the food in China, but I don't agree with that. But <laughs> anyway, we really enjoy um, each, 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 each other's company, and um, even though we don't talk. And, you know, WeChat's very important for me. I, I've got a reputation in China of being one of the, 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 the biggest contributors to WeChat. I send, <laughs> I send WeChat just about every day. I send out WeChats on what's going on, and, Things that I think might be interesting to um, to our clients and our friends um, in in mainland China to let them see what's going on. If you want to see, you know, what I'd like to see happen in China over the next few years is one, I'd like to see a new protocol for importing of horses from Australia to China because the, the the complex protocol to import horses to China is more complicated and more expensive than sending horses to. It's very, very um, expensive and, in my opinion, unnecessary. Mm. Um, it, it takes about two months. Once, once a buyer buys a Chinese buyer buys a horse here, it takes eight weeks at least to, wow. to get the horse out of the country. It, that's costing the the buyer from China, so much money. David, thank you very much for accepting our interview. Thank you, David. All right. See ya. Zoe, I wonder if we can have the transcript of this podcast. For sure, you can receive the full transcript of our podcast every Monday in your mailbox by taking our premium subscription package. In addition, you will find an exclusive list of market needs identified by our team to help you to stay ahead in the business. Sounds a great package. If you would like to discover more benefits, please go to our website www.wonder-horse.com Thanks, Jasmine. I'm so glad to record this episode with you. It's my pleasure. Good luck for more episodes to come. Thank you. Take care. Bye. This podcast is produced by Wonder Horse, the platform offering international horse-related experience to Chinese horse lovers. I'm your host, Zoe King. See you next Monday on China Horse Business.